Welcome to episode 72 of Jeff Reads His Book. I'm your host, Jeff, and today we're reading chapter 25 of Homecoming, a book I wrote in a month. So, if you want to get in contact with me, head on over to jeffreadshisbook.com. Right there, there's two ways to con- or three ways to contact me. What am I talking about? Uh, you can hit me up on email, jeff at rainbow-100.com. You can hit me up on Mastodon at jeff at toot.rainbow-100.com. Or you can hit me up on Twitter at fortranjeff. And uh, after you go send me an email telling me how awesome these stories are, why not uh, consider buying one of these two prequels I have for sale on my website? They're terrible, and they'll make sure that Jeff Bezos is able to feed his family because of these hard times, right? So, uh, you know, not much has been going on lately. Uh, we got a fun week coming up. Um, the lovely Laura and I are going to take a little quarantine vacation uh, starting Tuesday. Uh, that should be nice to do. And uh, this is Sunday, by the way. And God knows when I'll edit this. I mean, will I do it tomorrow? We'll be home for me to, like, release it wicked late on Friday, which I did again this week with the last episode. Ugh. I'm just so slow at doing it. I don't know what it is, but, um, yeah. Yeah, I, you know, we're going to take a little vacation, try to get away and forget some things, you know what I mean? We're going to uh, pack some lunches, we got a lot of plans written out for, like, uh, takeout procedures, you know what I mean? And uh, it'll, be a, it'll be a little treat during the week, you know what I mean? Um, what else? Uh, I spoke with uh, former podcast guest host Glenn uh, this weekend. Uh, we played some online games a little bit, and... Uh, he was uh, he was able to give me some feedback so far on this book. <laughs> I think his only statement was I was um, bad-mouthing British people for their caviar forks. And then in that same episode later, I talk about how I have embroidered handkerchiefs. <laughs> so I believe his uh, exact quote was, okay, Rockefeller. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, good times, good times. So he's actually catching up, because I think that was chapter nine, he said. So he should be caught up with everybody soon. You know, that's exciting. Yeah, so we'll be able to all play along, read along. This will be good. This will be good. So uh, today, I'm just going to start diving into it. It's hot as balls, so I'm down in the basement studio where it's pleasant as hell. And uh, I'm sipping on some booze already, because this chapter is super, super short. Hmm. So, former podcast host, uh, guest host also Justin, had said as like a big chapter 25 surprise, him and he and Glenn could be on the podcast. But this chapter that we're reading is super short. That's right, folks. Chapter 25 is a whopping 35 lines of text. Oh, boy. Like, I'm thinking this is a one-page chapter tops in the in like a printed book and that's with like the big uh, stupid chapter heading on the top that makes it the book seem thicker than it should be so uh this is crazy short uh it's gonna have some dialogue in it and uh i have to pregame it since there's clearly not going to be a drinking break <laughs> hmm. 
What do you people think? Should we just get this moving? Why don't we just dive in to chapter 25? So for today's episode, I am sipping on a delicious glass of uh, Evan Williams 1783 Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey on the rocks. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm. Ice is already melting pretty far down, but I brought this drink down here a little while ago to get ready, you know, so I've been sipping it while I took notes, my one note that said uh, short-ass chapter, so... Yeah, I mean, this is delicious. I bought this this week at some point. I can't remember when. Stopped by my favorite liquor store, picked it up. 1783 is very good. I think it's a great product. I think that the cashier was saying he hadn't tried it. I said it's pretty good, especially for the price. Because out here in Ohio, it's like 20 bucks a bottle, but it is tasty. Ooh, it is nice. I would prefer it over... It's a tough call, like... I do prefer it over, like, Jim Beam, for sure. Even on the rocks, both of them. I think this one stands up a little better, maybe. I mean, Jim Beam's delicious, but this one's slightly better, in my opinion, right? Uh, the It gets a little, you know, questionable, though, when you start talking about wild turkey, putting that in the mix. Basically, I will switch between this and, you know, uh, regular wild turkey. That one's good, too. And uh, wild turkey, I gotta say, though, Easy to drink without the uh, rocks, going without the ice. This one, I feel like, is a little more like Jim Beam, where you kind of need the ice. But that's, I mean, I guess that's all relative, right? I don't know. I Maybe, it. I don't think it's the coldness. I think it's the watering down a little bit. It, like, thins it out or something. Mm. Although the coldness doesn't hurt. Yeah, it's pretty good. All right, let's see what our idiot uh, characters are up to today, huh? Mm-hmm. Okay. Margot stepped away from the door in horror. Henry was gone, taken, hopefully, and not simply vaporized. She told herself that he was safe just somewhere else, and now she had to find him. Remember, Henry ended up in the, uh, the underground somewhere. I don't actually know that we said it was underground, so my bad. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> I, I mean, it is. I don't know. I don't think it was supposed to be a secret, so whatever. It's kind of underground. But, uh, and, you know, it was sandy and all shitty under there, and there were some surly mages that helped him. Yeah, that's all we were dealing with, remember? And, uh, yeah. So, Margot doesn't know where he went. Uh, doot, doot, doot. Where's Henry? Leonid asked, his eyes wide, presumably at Margot's countenance. I use countenance a lot. <laughs> the spiral was on the ceiling was all she could manage. Should I make it more like she's about to break down in tears or is she furious? Mm, tough call. Right in. Is she furious or going to cry? Right into jeffreadsbook.com. I'm going to say Margot's too strong. Let's not make her a crier in this situation. She wouldn't lose all hope. So, <sighs> Oh no, Leonid said softly. Oh no. Leonid said softly, We'll find him and everyone they've taken. Let's get back to Benbow and away from here. There's nothing left. Margot stared at the door to the shed blankly. She felt lost without Henry by her side. Because every woman needs a man, right? Is that what the author's saying? What an asshole. <laughs> I'm going to have some more booze. Leonid waited a moment before talking again. Margot, we have two choices. 
We could either try to go down into that hole over there, or we could confront your mother. She must be involved. It's the only explanation. So when I was like perusing this chapter, which basically involved reading the whole thing before I made my notes, I was like, what hole are they talking about in there? I had no idea. And it... So what they're talking about was, remember there was like one wall of this like, uh, I feel like it wasn't a hole, but like one wall of this like cleared out area where the mining shed was, was all black and they said it almost shimmered or something like that. Whereas I thought this was like a desert hellscape kind of, but it's apparently more, I don't know. I, I So anyway, whatever, one wall of this whatever dugout area is black, so... I guess that's the hole? I don't know. This is stupid. All right. Phone's buzzing on a hard table. Sorry. Okay. Ah, bloop, bloop, bloop. Okay. Margot, we have two choices. We could either try to go down into that hole over there, or we could go confront your mother. She must be involved. It's the only explanation. Mother, Margot said, almost spitting the word. <laughs> mother. <laughs> No, we're solving this here and now, she said. Leonid nodded. The pair walked to the dark, gaping opening in the rock face to examine what exactly was happening. The blackness shimmered, and Margot could see that some magic was at play. Picking up a rock, she threw it at the pitch black, and it bounced off, falling to the ground. What kind of noise did it make? Who wrote this? Why wouldn't they just make it appear as a rock face, Leonid asked, his face showing confusion. I don't think they're trying to hide it. Just stop anyone unwanted, Margot. Margot looked at the edges of the opening, where the magic met the stone inside. I can't get through this, she admitted. Leonid smirked. I think I can, he said. If this leads to some sort of underground tunnel system... See? Underground? Okay. All right. <laughs> so I guess we had to wait till this point to say it was underground. Although I think that was implied. Whatever. I'm going to have some more booze. I think I can, he said. If this leads to some sort of underground tunnel system, I think we can get in with a little alchemy. But I need my carriage. Half an hour later, wow. The Zinth carriage stopped at the mouth of the road into the rock. Most of the travel time... Oh, God damn it! Most of the travel time was Margot and Leonid jogging back to Benbo's hiding place. Leonid explained his pl plan on the ride back, but Margot was dubious. So you just want to blow up the whole rock face, Margot summarized? In a manner of speaking, he said, shrugging. It will be a controlled explosion. Unable to think of an alternative, Margot shrugged. I guess it's worth a shot. And that ends chapter 25! So that chapter was crazy short. Am I right? I mean, basically, just a little bit of dialogue. And uh, did they even do anything? I think they just talked about doing something. So... I was kind of reading ahead after this to see if the book got any better, which... Eh. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Yeah, nothing happened. So, 
I don't know. Seems kind of lame. But uh, it was a quick chapter. Not not horrible, but not, not the best. I have some problems with it. We're going to get into that in the discussion questions, right? Uh, it's nice that Leonid's, like, helping out. Like, he knew not to piss off Margot any further since Henry was missing. So that was pretty... What do I want to say? That was cognizant? Yeah, yeah. Is that good? Yeah. Empathetic? I don't know. <laughs> you got any other words? Countenance? Is that a word? <laughs> okay. So, yeah, it was a pretty quick chapter. We're just trying to move the plot along in these little brief bursts, I guess. It's not great. I don't know what to tell you. I, there's nothing really to say about this chapter. You know, while I was reading it, though, I was thinking, what would be a good solution is to maybe, like, hit three chapters at once if we got uh, Justin and Glenn back on the podcast. That could be fun, I suppose. I'll look. I'll look and see if this will work. Maybe we can do it next weekend is my guess but we'll see we'll see they're gonna have to set up their computers to record themselves i've never done this like remotely so this is gonna be a real catastrophe that's all i can say about it (laughs) if we do it that way you know what i mean so i think we probably could i don't know we i've just never done that like uh with remote guests or anything like that so whatever so that was a pretty fun chapter, I suppose. It got you kind of like hoping for more, right? Don't you think? I think so. So I do have three discussion questions because I had some problems with this chapter. And, you know, the guy who wrote it clearly is forgetful or stupid or whatever. All right. Question one. So they went back to get the carriage and bring it back over to this wall and down the road. All right. Question one. Didn't I write that the carriage wouldn't fit down the road any further? What the hell is that? (laughs) I mean, this is just wrong, I think. Does anybody remember that? I thought, is that correct, that it wouldn't fit? Otherwise, why wouldn't they have just taken the carriage all the way down here? Remember, because they left him behind on the road. So that seems like a real failure of the uh, storytelling. Yeah. Yeah. Am I wrong? Okay. I I think that's right. I think... That it couldn't fit before, so that's stupid. All right, question two, very related. All right, if you'll recall, um, Leonid had some smoke bombs that he used and, uh, like, uh, knocked out all these people on the road, if you recall, right? Uh, They were, like, piling into the road and coming to attack them, and he launched that thing, and they all fell asleep. I think he even said, like, they're just going to sleep for a few hours or something like that. So did they just run over sleeping bodies with this carriage? (laughs) They would have had to. I mean, they would have been, like, strewn about the road if there's enough of them. I mean, I didn't get the vibe it was four guys. So, or did they actually stop and, like, drag them out of the way while the carriage tried to squeeze through this road that it didn't fit down in the first place? I don't know. This is dumb. But, uh, ah, this... There's a lot of issues here. I feel like this is very, very poorly written. Whatever. It's just stupid. Um, I, but don't you guys remember that? I feel like the carriage couldn't fit. And there are bodies everywhere, so they just ran over all these people, too. Oof. What about you heartless bastards? Well, I don't know. Does armor protect you from, uh, like, crushing? I don't know. I feel like it wouldn't. Eh. Yeah. This plot point right through here is very weak. I don't like it. I'm very irritated with it. Mm. All right. Let's see. Question three. Okay. So Leonid 
is going to blow up the rock wall. That is what he said. So my question is, do alchemists know regular chemistry? Now, you might argue that like an alchemist uh, in this world wouldn't, right? Because they're charlatans, if you will, huh? They are there to trick you into thinking they can turn lead into gold and all that bullshit, which, all right, fine. But um, in this world where that would actually happen, you know what I mean? Because it's magic and magical and all that bullshit. Would uh, they be able to do regular chemistry? So like explosives, fireworks, that kind of stuff. Or, you know, just what? Um, I don't know. What's some chemistry stuff? Anybody got any... I think we've already uh, established that they don't have a grasp of polymer science in the world of magic. I've implied they don't know how to make plastic. I think that's fair. Um, what's some other chemical stuff? Like, uh, I don't know. Like, Have they invented like uh, food preservatives yet? You know, do they have shelf-stable cookies and stuff that they can sell at the store? I feel like they probably haven't, but maybe. I don't know. But I, I would guess if you were an alchemist, you wouldn't bother with the regular chemistry stuff most of the time because you could just make gold out of stuff, you know? Which I guess would de devalue gold? Eh, eh. Who knows? I would say in this world of magic, they would know regular chemistry and be good at it. And I think that's probably just what a chemist would be known as there. Chemist is in people who play with chemicals, not the British pharmacist. God, get your vocabulary straight over there. But uh, you and your your caviar knives or forks, knives, whatever. There might be there are caviar knives, aren't there? In fact, I'm not sure there's caviar forks. <laughs> Usually, you're spreading it. If if I know anything based on James Bond movies, it's that you spread caviar with a knife onto crackers, right? I think that's right. Yeah, I think I'm pretty sure I'm right on this one. So, uh, I don't know. Uh, I would say they must. He's good at all the explosions and stuff, unless those are magic explosions, which they could be. Who knows? Very stupid. This was a, kind of a lame chapter, I'm going to say. I think the next few chapters are exciting, but all of these chapters are short as hell. So maybe we got to uh, get Glenn and Justin in on reading some of these. I feel like if I had thought of this... This week, we could have got them on this episode, 25, 26, 27. It would have been a fun triplet to hit up, but eh, here we are. You know what I mean? Mm. These short ones do leave me with a lot of booze, though. Oh, well. It's nice to have a little booze calm you down after, what, a week of stress. So, all right, well... That about wraps up the podcast today. Uh, I did have the good fortune on Mastodon to see somebody posting, like, a request for people who write podcasts to, uh, or have a podcast to, like, put it on a list. I don't know how many people see this list, but it's supposed to be a list of people on Mastodon with a podcast. So that made me smile. I'm like, oh, I'm on a list. Yeah, that's exciting. And I don't know. I think the other podcast that got on the list, his was like, uh, like, uh, talking about like fantasy stuff, like helmets and stuff in a good way, probably not like this podcast. And, uh, there were a couple others about like heavy metal music and stuff. And then this one. Yeah. Yeah. Which is just absurd and stupid. Yeah. But, uh, I don't know how many people are listening right now. I don't think anybody is. That's probably likely. I don't know. It's hard to tell. I don't know how to read, like, server logs. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing here. It's just... 
we're just winging it, and I gotta make it each week, and I'm pretty sure nobody listens, but that's cool with me, you know what I mean? It's fun. It's fun. Well, uh, what else is there to say? Not much, I'm gonna say. I'm gonna guess that's about it. So, uh, you know what out there? Stay safe. Uh, keep wearing masks, and don't be a dick, you know what I mean? Hey, Walmart requires them now, so that means this is some real hard shit, okay? So uh, that about wraps it up. So until next time, keep on reading.